You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You talking to just me or like everyone on the whole planet? Um, I'm talking to three different people. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, am I in that group? Just yeah, well, if you want. <laughs> our two listeners and you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what is going on today? Before the after the discussion was not much. Movies. Sexist jokes. <laughs> there might be some in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Not much. You're just doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm over here spreadsheeting. Let me say before we start this uh, review that if you want to win a copy of the movie we're reviewing today called The Hustle, you can go to ascully.com. If you do that before Wednesday of this week, you'll be hearing this on a Monday, you can uh, enter to win a copy of the Blu-ray. So good luck and congratulations if you win. You want to listen to the review first? Well, no, because you might (laughs) just want a new Blu-ray for your collection. Why would you want a Blu-ray you don't want to watch? (laughs) uh, Is that spoilers? (laughs) No, 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 no. So it is Saturday, August the 24th. This is after the show 596. We're a movie review podcast. We look at a movie every week. This week we're looking at the movie The Hustle. It's a 2019 release. Actually out on Blu-ray now. It came out on 20th of August, so you can pick it up now. Or win a copy from our handy-dandy competition. It's rated PG-13, and our friends at Universal sent us a copy for review. So, Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of The Hustle, and then I'll give you the one off the box. A remake slash reimagining of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which was a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Apparently that first movie had a different title. It was yeah, like- but I mean, it existed, and then it was remade, and then it was redone. We've thrown the women in the mix here. All right, so we're going for... It's like Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's a female... You know, it was men and now it's women. Female Dirty Rotten Scum. And what was the discussion of me before the movie when I saw who was in it? (laughs) Just to get um, full disclosure here. Let me say, I've got a new um, 4K Blu-ray player. Hmm. And on on the front page, when you load a disc, it shows you the cover of the movie, like a picture. And you looked at the screen and said... Is that the movie we're watching? I hate that woman. That's <laughs> not exactly, Anne Hathaway. That's exactly what you said. I like Anne Hathaway. Talking I, about Rebel Wilson. I'm not a fan of Rebel Wilson. Now, I don't hate her as a human. I've hated her on screen every single time I've seen her. You say I've only seen her once. I we, disagree. We, um, we, I don't know how I went and looked at all the movies that Rebel Wilson have been in, and you've never watched Pitch Perfect movies, so you don't know her from those. No. Um, you actually know her from being in Bridesmaids. She's in two scenes of Bridesmaids, I but she that made that enough. much of an impression on you. Yeah, um, she's in. She's like living Jonah in Hill. a bedsit with her brother. Yeah, Jonah Hill did not make a good impression on me either for but many, then, many years. But then Jonah Hill, you warm to only after many years and many different roles and a little more effort. Seth on Rogen his part. as well, actually. Seth Rogen, correct. 
Anyway, that's what you said. <laughs> so that was my first thought. And I, you know. Hold on. I haven't actually given you the, I'll give you the synopsis off the box and see how it compares okay. to Sid Talks. Sid Talks was what? A female remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Correct. Which was a remake of a movie before that. All right. Here's the one off the box. Ahem. Joseph Chesterfield, brackets Anne Hathaway, is a glamorous, seductive Brit. Joseph. Josephine. Josephine. Is a glamorous, seductive Brit who defrauds gullible, wealthy men. Penny, Rebel Wilson in brackets, amasses wads of cash by ripping off her marks in neighborhood bars. Despite their different methods, both are masters of the art of the fleece, so they can con men that that have wronged women. Wilson's talent for physically and Hathaway Oh, Wilson's talent for physicality and Hathaway's withering wit. Does that mean her wit is like going away? <laughs> like shriveling up? Are a combustible combination as the pair of scammers pull out all the stops to swindle a naive tech billionaire, Alex Sharp in brackets, in this hilarious comedy. All of that's relatively inaccurate. Mine. (laughs) I'll always like mine. I mean, come on. And it also says, they're giving dirty rotten men a run for their money. Anyway, let me uh, talk about the hustle. I do not hate Rebel Wilson. I don't hate her as a person. You did say the word hate. I hate watching her. Yes. Yes. I hate that type of comedy. Right. And she personified it fully. Yes. So let me uh, say, I have watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels on more than one occasion. In fact, I had to go back and watch the trailer just now to see if I remembered. And I did remember a fair few of the scenes. But it's been some time since I've seen it. And you? I'm sure I watched it at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's classic Steve Martin doing his, like, you know, when he was... Like the jerk, that mm-hmm. kind of comedy. And at the time, I probably laughed my ass off. Because yeah, you I'm know why? To... I was young and I wasn't very smart. Let me tell you about no the offense, hustle. No offense, Steve Martin. Though. The hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring so it back. At the, at, when it finished, I was thinking... This is a hard one to to, dis- like, to f- describe how I feel watching the movie. Right? Because um, it's... It's super dopey, like, the entire time. Like, it's really, like, kind of dopely written. It's not particularly... I don't think it's funny a lot, but there are some funny parts. (laughs) You know, but most of the jokes were misses for me. Like, I was like, oh, oh, oh. You know, but then occasionally Rebel Wilson would say something that I'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. I don't know if it, like, would have been better if it was R-rated, because they could have gone a bit further with the comedy like Longshot did that we watched a couple of weeks ago. You know, Longshot was actually quite funny, right? We enjoyed it. Even yeah. though even though Longshot has an element of dopiness to it also. Sure. But I mean the comedies, right? So this one just seems extra dopey as you're watching it and Anne Hathaway's like super over the top and I get that. You know, she's doing these silly accents and it's almost it, it almost like it's like Monty Python in parts. It's so kind of like ridiculous like with the with the housekeeping guy and the you know what i mean i felt a faulty towers at one point like one of the scenes i was like this is so stupid like it's she the, she's training her and showing her how to throw knives and all that sort of stuff yeah in like this james bondish villains mansion kind of thing and it's just like weird 
And then there's like, I love heist movies. This isn't a heist movie, though. It's more of a con artist movie. And, but the con itself is actually, for me, it was fairly uninteresting. And then it, what happens with the con is it really just like, it starts off as a thing and then it ends up as like just making jokes about blind people, really. Like like the whole... Oh, don't forget the fat jokes. Yeah, well, I'll I get to that. But okay. Like Rebel Wilson's, as far as I can tell, Rebel Wilson's whole like shtick is making fun of herself being fat and with physical comedy, like slapstick. I mean, it's really vaudevillian slapstick, her falling over or jumping off something. And the other joke that she does is like that she's not not overly bright most of the time. So yeah. that's really old-fashioned kind of comedy, isn't it? It's like Benny Hill or something. It's really... I mean, and, you know, we're just talking about a comedy here. And is that funny? I would say, like, for me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the greatest fan or anything. And I'm sure fans of her will love what she does. But for me, it doesn't hit every time. Like, she tries to say rude things. And some of it's funny. It sounds ad-libbed, you know, where she's talking. Like, she might say something funny, like something vagina. It's just she'll say something unexpected and it's funny. But then, like, most of the time it's like... Seeing a fat woman fall over a thing, it's not particularly funny, right? Said, spoken by a man who's married to a fat woman. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't I, want to see if me I found it funny, I'd tell you to fall over all the time. When I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'd jump over oh that thing. <laughs> when I tell people how honest you are <laughs> that, and that I don't get my feelings hurt very easily, they don't usually believe me. That's one of those comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say That's you fully accepting that I'm very round and me accepting that you accept it and you saying, I'd have you fall over all the time because you're so fat. <laughs> and that'd be funny. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not saying you're so fat. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love it. It's hilarious. It's just not hilarious that it's still fine you know what i mean that yeah i mean i'm no vibe. i'm not prude or i'm not either no. i find really offensive stuff funny sometimes but then everyone has their own definition of what's offensive or what pokes but, but, at people's like uptightness but, but this movie's not offensive at all really i don't think like they just make it like it's, it's just kind of old school like it's like it's like an old it's well it's like the Ural scandals it's like that kind of comedy if you go back and watch that, it's super dated. You, even from that trailer, you can I tell. I disagree that if, for me, and I don't think offensive is the right word, but it it's insulting as in, why do you think I should think this is funny? And I, I mean, felt that way a lot. I mean, there's the thing like, well, Rebel Wilson is self-deprecating. That's a humor. Um, and I don't particularly always ever find that really funny. I mean, that's no. just not a thing that I find funny unless it's done with the real delicate balance. And of course she doesn't. So it's a thing though, isn't it? Like, it, yeah, you know, like it, it's, and that's her thing. It's quite clear. That's a thing. Cause, but there were times where I did laugh at her. I have to say there was some funny lines and every time I laughed at her, it seemed like it was an ad libby type thing where she's saying a bunch of different things and it just sounds funny. You know what I'm saying? I disagree. I didn't... I'll you laughed a couple of times too, I have to say. Yeah, but not at her. Right. I was very cognizant of what I was laughing at. Mm. I'd have to say that 98% of the time, she wasn't funny 100% of the time. <laughs> now, 
You know what I'm saying? Anne Hathaway is like playing the straight woman, but it's not really. Like like Michael Clayne plays the straight man in the old movie and Steve Martin plays like a really dopey kind of con man guy who's like, you know, over the top. They did it here, but then Anna Hathaway is also a bit outrageous because she's doing stupid accents all the time. They kind of sometimes are a bit insulting. I Were thought. you offended by her uh, British accent? A British accent was terrible. I thought about it, that, but I thought it was all kind of terrible. She's like a con woman who impersonates different people, obviously, to try and con people. And she's got a variety of personas, right? And they're all kind of like literally. You know, when I say. Monty Python. You know when they do a German guy and you're like, oh my God, don't do a German yeah. guy. It's, it's that. That's that's what I kept thinking of. Oh, this is like, you know, again, I'm not a prude and I can take, I'm not, I'm not, first off, I'm not a German person to be offended by that, but I, I can sit there going, oh, it's a bit, you know, like broad. Broad is a good word for the whole thing, really. The comedy, yeah. yeah. Um, if you like watching... If you think about it, early days of entertainment, and we're I'm going all the way back to like vaudeville, early radio, things like that. If I was sitting in mid-America, where we are, listening to the radio 100 years ago, radio was around then, um, I mean, hmm, was it? Yeah. Just barely, 1919? I don't know. You're, Must you're have been. You're Must wrong. have been. Oh, God, now I have to look up when radio was on. But whatever. If you were listening then... You would have less exposure to the world, right? You don't, you've not had probably a German person living next to you or gone to Germany or had anyone of your friends and family just casually go to Germany for a vacation like we do today. And so the con, the, you're listening to the fake over the top German accents and Russian accents and British accents, you know, hello, Gavna. And that to you, that's it. That's just how the people sound. Yeah, you know, funnily enough, Rebel Wilson is an Australian, yet her Australian accent sounds offensive to me. And it's her accent. She's, it sounds like she's even putting on an accent. Okay, I thought she was Australian. That's what I said, she's Australian. Right. And she, the, her Australian accent sounds like a... So you think she's pumping it up Like a she's bit? doing a bogan. You know what a bogan is? No. Did you never watch Big Brother Australia? <laughs> a bogan is like a, like, you know, like when oh, I like say... like an idiot. Okay, a yeah. A chav, a British, but like a like a lower class kind of person. Okay. It almost sounds like Rebel Wilson's putting one of those on to make her sound funnier. Or we're saying the stereotypical idea of what a lower class person... Right, or it, may, maybe again, she is a lower class person. Right. Maybe she is a lower class... Maybe she is a bogan. Are you a snob? Do we have classes now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that even she sounds like she's putting on an accent when she's actually Australian. Right. Which I think is for effect, because it's funny. If it all feels very theatrical, like you are going to a big play and everyone's just, it's a little bit self-indulgent for the people making it and doing it, and it's all very, like... You could imagine it on a stage, which it probably has been in the past, but I mean, this particularly, it's very severe all the time. Can I tell you a movie it reminded me of? And not literally, just like I, I kept getting reminded of it. And it was that one with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick that we watched earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It had the vibe of that movie. Even though that movie wasn't really a comedy, it was like a whodunit kind of thing. It had that, like, the French kind of music in the background and the, like, old credits with, like, it looks like an old spy movie. And the way 
it was kind of cheeky. Every, everybody was cheeky with everybody, right? It had like this mm-hmm. weird cheekiness to it. I can't remember what that movie was called. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me of that, but a comedy version of that rather than a thriller. Because there's nothing thrilling about this one, right? No. I mean, what the comedy in this boils down to like, I'll give you a, a, an instance of, I, I'm assuming they think is one of the funniest things in the movie, is Rebel Wilson on these, she's in the ocean and she's on these, um, what do you call them, jet ski boots flying up in the air and they lingered on it. And it yeah. And I think you were supposed to think it was hilarious, but I was thinking, this is what exactly what I was thinking in my mind. Oh, I've seen that on The Amazing Race. I wonder what they call that. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) You weren't amused. I wasn't like, oh, look. I I think the joke was, oh, look, a fat woman flying through the air. That was the joke, right? It felt like it. I don't know what was in their head. Even if you asked Rebel Wilson, I think that's the joke. And she's out there like, what? Yeah, flying up in the air. I mean, that's kind of the level of comedy here. There's nothing really super clever. I don't think. She falls over a oh, bunch God, of times. Oh, God, no. I mean, There's she, nothing clever. They tra- they, she's training her to be like a con artist at one point, and she literally falls over. Many ju- times. Jumps over a ho- uh, like a gym horse and falls over it. Um, throws a knife into a thing and stabs herself. You know, it's that stuff. That's the comedy. And even what, what's Anne Hathaway's comedy stem from here? Like, just being, just the funny accents and the weird personas? Really? She walks funny. Yeah. She walks weirdly a bunch. Like she tries to act overly sexual to try and get like, you know, con some guy into fancying her. Um, so what are you trying to say about this movie? Well, I'm trying to say like, <laughs> I didn't fully enjoy it at all. You know, I, I would never watch it again. I'm not, I'm not offended by it, but it feels like they could have tried harder. It just didn't feel funny. Like it definitely didn't feel intelligent. Which I like Anne Hathaway a lot. I do think she's got like, there's something about her that she's very versatile to me. I've always liked her. And I would like to see something smarter. It can be funny and smart at the same time. I mean, we watched Ocean's 8, which was a female-led. Also not that great. Not great, but um, it was also half comedy, half heist movie. But I feel like Anne Hathaway was in it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like that at least achieved, like, it was interesting. Like, this just, even the con side of this, which boils down to them conning this um, face, like like the inventor of Facebook kind of guy. He made an app. I mean, just an app, not Facebook. Yeah, he made an app. He's kind of, well, it's actually like like Snapchat. Yeah. Actually. It's like a 10 set, like, things disappear after a while. Um, I love that. She describes it. She's like, well, you can send insults to your best friends and they disappear after 10 seconds. And then Hathaway's like... Who would want that? Yeah. I agree with her. <laughs> but, um, the, you know, so they con in this young, you know, IT entrepreneur guy. And that's what the con is. And he's not that interesting. No. And the con's not that interesting either. It's, it, I mean, it, like I say, it, it evolves down. It kind of goes downhill, the con to me. And then it, to, then it, Rebel Wilson has to pretend that she's blind for like a bunch of time in the movie. Maybe like fifteen minutes of the movie, which doesn't save it. And every, more than fifteen minutes. And every like single joke half. during that part is like a blind joke. I mean, it's like it's so it's like oh, I can't see. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, I can't see. So now I've spilled something on myself. 
And I've touched her and called her a man. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. And there's a, you know, there's a couple of those things that I found funny. Just a couple. And that's not what you're looking for in a comedy, is it? I think it's because the tension of things not being funny is pressing so hard against you that when something kind of pokes a little hole in it, you're like, oh, <laughs> that was just mildly funny to relieve yeah. the rest of my judgmentalness. <laughs> and and it's, you know, when you say stage play, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll, the end sequence with the guy talking to them, the yeah. guy who plays Thomas, who comes up, yeah. and comes up the path and he's talking to them. Oh, <laughs> you know, he's all real larger than life. Very. It all feels really phony and like, you know, Very like, weird. It's a lot of that, like. Where it's, I don't know. I don't know who it's. Who know. it's for. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Is it for, uh, you know, we haven't seen a lot of Rebel Wilson stuff. So is it for Rebel Wilson fans? Is it, are her things like this more kind of, and, and are we not that familiar with her? So like we don't get this. Is it for Anne Hathaway fans? Anne Hathaway's done this kind of like role before, hasn't she? Where she's been a bit. Kinda, Just in that one. Sassy. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And she, yeah, she did the thing with the necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, but she, even she goes over the top on this. There were parts where I was like, oh, this is running away from her completely. Like she, she, she's being too silly. Like it's a, you know, like the accent is a bit silly. You know, when she's trying to seduce the young guy. Yeah. It's just dopey. Like it's really dopey. <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's not even funny. Like, oh, she's standing on the thing and she's going to fall off and. You know, it's like something from the 1950s that, you know, like oh, watching yeah. an episode of Bewitched. But then something. people do incorporate that in modern comedy and it can be fun and it can yeah. be funny. And I know we're shitting all over it <laughs> and I want to say it, there were some funny things. But do you remember what they were? I, I was struggling a little bit. Or one do you mostly fun- remember one- the things that were not funny? One of the funny things was like the butler guy um, <laughs> where he's... Where, like the relationship between Rebel Wilson and this butler guy. And this butler guy, he obviously hates her. She's annoying to him. And he's kind of sadistic, you know? Mm-hmm. I liked that, but they didn't build on that joke fully enough, I don't think. But that joke was funny. And there was no payoff about him. Like, is he somebody? Is he your father? Is he somebody? Like, is he actually yeah. the mastermind? You know, we're doing this like woman power thing. I mean,. When my mind wanders to all the possibilities of what you could write into the story of a movie, that means the story of the movie isn't enough. And anything else that, um, when you say I was trying to find things that were funny, was, um, oh, it's used twice in the movie. I thought I really liked it, but that's it. Where she, where she uses the dress to hide. Yeah, <laughs> now I like that. Yeah, that's a cool. That was cool in both instances. Like it was. It, it's, it's at the end, beginning of the movie and right at the end of the movie. And both of them, I was like, "Now that is interesting and funny. Why isn't there more of that?" Like, <laughs> because you've used it up. It's gone. Like I mean, it happens once and it happens again. So there's nothing like that throughout the thing, you know. And they're doing this con. The more you think about it, the less you like it. There's isn't a it? couple of twists and turns. You kind of know where it's going. I did at least. Did you? Or did it? Surprise? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, I already knew it was a Dirty Roll Scoundrels remake. You didn't until the end of the credits. Right. But I could tell totally what was happening. Right. So I kind of saw where it was going. And it really is just that. It's that, you know, take the outline from that old movie. And it's that outline, but add the like they did with Ghostbusters. Turn it around, female it, 
and that's what it is. Um, is there anything you liked specifically? <laughs> Not, I mean, I like Anne Hathaway still. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't put me off her. And I think it looked really nice a lot of the time. Yeah, it was well... Had a nice visual feast of it, places and a little weird CGI now and then, or green screen, blue screen, whatever, just occasionally, which was like... Ugh, yeah, did you know... That's uh, weird. When they were sat in Anne Hathaway's back garden... Yeah. She was on the sun lounger, and Rebel Wilson was yeah, facing... Yeah, it looked so weird. The whole background was not real, was it? I don't think so. It looked really weird. If it was, it was like, what? Yeah, it was, I was like, that looks like she stood on a green screen because whatever's behind her is not quite as attractive as what is there. <laughs> yeah. You know, they filmed it in Spain, by the way. It was, it's supposed to be in the French Riviera, like the original movie, but it um, it's filmed in... Where did they do it in Spain? Mallorca? Or, Mallorca, yeah. Yeah, it's... Which passes for France anyway. They're very close to each other. It's, you know, sunny. And uh, there's a lot of sea and sand. But um, it's hard. It's a hard one. Because I didn't come out of it. You know where we watched Hot Pursuit? And we universally hate that movie. Oh, yeah. This didn't feel like that, though. I didn't. But, it but didn't you wouldn't end. watch it again, you said. No, but it didn't end. And I go, oh, God, worst movie of the year in my head immediately. It didn't feel like that either. Because there was some something about it. I yeah, totally. True, true. And that it's probably Anne Hathaway. I, you know, I don't dislike Rebel Wilson. Um, when she's sup- being super broad, by i.e. falling It feels off. forced. Yeah. And But then when she you get her calmed down just a bit, and she's just doing like a Some scene. of the dialogue. Yeah. Then she's fine. But I, it doesn't, isn't enough. I'll, I'll tell you the dopiest thing about the entire movie. I don't <laughs> know if you agree. The whole sequence where she's pretending to be a princess... Oh, God. That was so bad. I thought... That was where the movie started to lose me. I was like... Totally. Yeah, because I was like, okay, this is like a silly kind of con artist movie. And then that started to happen. I was like, what is this? Like, what? Like, what is this? Yeah, very weird. Explain what that is. That It was just one of the scams where Anne Hathaway, because she's the beautiful, elegant sister cons a dude like a rich dude into buying her a an engagement ring ask her to marry and then she says oh and what about my sister and she has told them that she's like 63rd in line to be queen you know if 63 people die (laughs) she'd be queen they buy into it which is also really weird and then she goes oh and my sister hortense will love to come with us and live in america or wherever wherever the guy's from and they're like, oh, okay. And then they she introduces them to this sort of, and she called her a feral princess. Like she's got mental issues. She's violent. She's in this room underground under lock and key. And she's, she's got, got like nasty teeth. Yeah, Reagan's teeth from The Exorcist. And it makes <laughs> no sense unless you are literally making one of those over-the-top plays where we're watching a theater production. It's a Monty Python skit. Oh, totally. All of a sudden. It it's was like, so bad. It's like Life of Brian. It's like, what the fuck is happening now? I was almost embarrassed, and I thought, <laughs> who's... I get it. On the set, the director, all the people, I mean, not all the people, the people performing it, they're loving it. It's like a performance extravaganza right in front of their faces, right? Because obviously they're doing lots of comedy and off the cuff. She's doing all kinds of like, um, probably just, what's it called? What'd you say earlier? <laughs> what? Like, you know, no, no script, just like doing a bunch of Ad-lib. weird shit. Yes. Yeah. 
And they're all loving it. So I think they're biased because they're right there in the moment. And then they watch it back and they're like, oh, my God, it's so funny. And it's not. I mean, it's somebody, weird. I was like, I, when that section came on, I was like, whoever greenlighted this bit, <laughs> it's just it's just shit. Like, like it actually was semi-plausible up to that point. And then I was like, what is this? Like, who? what businessman's going to come into this, like, James Bond-looking lair? Yeah, and that businessman, this- the first one that they did was the guy from Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. But he was like, hey, honey, you don't you worry your pretty little head. Yeah. And I was like, oh Doing, like, God. a ridiculous, like, Texan cowboy guy. Yes. It's, yeah. It was all very strange. And I couldn't <laughs> believe that it was part of... It's just, it's like a credible movie. (laughs) Yeah, and it did that sequence with the weird feral princess. Let's call it the feral princess sequence. That's a good name. It also doesn't match the rest of the movie. It never ever goes that weird again. No, it's never the same. So if it's something like Anchorman, Anchorman starts. You watch it for a little bit, and you're like, okay, I, I get this. It's like airplane. It is crazy. Anything can happen. And anything can come out of anybody's mouth. This movie doesn't give you that impression up to that point. And then, that is weird. And then it just goes back to what it was like at the beginning. It never goes, like, stupid. And then none of the holds are barred. Yeah, it's it's, it's a weirdly... I guess that is... That sequence stuck out to me. It's weirdly out of place. Um, And the conclusion, I was, you know, we usually spoil movies, but I don't even (laughs) think we have to. But, like, the conclusion on this one... um, is also really lame. And it also kind of loosely sets it up for a sequel, which I was like, Oh, I know. Ooh. <laughs> I was a bit frightened of that. I was like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I was frightened of that too. I was like, oh, really? Like, yes, they're going to have some more capers. But uh, no, no, thank you. Um, I don't think it did particularly well, so probably won't get that sequel. I don't want them to fail, but I don't like this movie. No. And, you know, um, we're, it's often hard for us with comedies because I have a weird British sense of humor and you like a very particular stuff, right? Not very particular, no. I mean, this you like like Bob's Burgers is very funny to you. No, Bob's Burgers is just funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> And I like weird stuff too, right? So often when we get presented with like a broad comedy like this or the other week with, um, well, <laughs> I've... Blanking on it again. Shelley's Theron. The long shot. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really funny. And it was like, I had a heart to it. I had a nice message. And I thought it was really fun. You also did. Yeah. I mean, you know. This is nothing like that. It doesn't really have a point. It doesn't really have a message. But it has a lot of like, like Rebel Wilson falling over. If you mm-hmm. like that, that's what this has. Um, what this has is Anne Hathaway doing really stupid accents, Rebel Wilson doing clumsy stuff, and anything else? Like luxurious sets, like, um, you know, posh hotels and very yeah, nice... Yeah, just constantly showing the contrast between the attractive, thin, elegant woman and her. And it, yes, their styles are very different, so if you'd swap the roles around, if you think about that way... That could have potentially been better. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If Rebel Wilson was like the... Sophisticated one. Yeah, really sophisticated and really pulled off her whole, you know, that that more elegant, intelligent side. And then Hathaway was sort of like the bumbler. I 
don't know. I feel like for me it would have worked better, but so it, as a, as a comedy for me, it's fairly floppy. Yeah, floppy, just like Rebel Wilson when she flops on the ground or falls over. I mean, is if that, you like, is that another fat joke? Well, it's not really a flap joke. <laughs> it's not really a fat joke. It's her making. F- See, is she making fun of fat people because she is a fat person, or is I think she making? Sometimes people think that's really funny. Or is she saying? I'm a fat person and I'm not afraid of it. And I'll just do what I'll ever. I'll look stupid. I'll do, you know? I don't know. Is it empowering or is it making fun of? I don't know. Well, as a fat person, it's not empowering. It depends on the situation. As a comedian, though, is she like going, fuck it? No, you're just going for the cheap fucking joke. I mean, everyone's going to laugh except the people who everyone says is being too sensitive. Everyone's going to laugh because it's funny to make fun of fat people. Hmm. That's sort of the accepted social also dumb, language. Also dumb people, because she does that too. She does yeah, a lot Yeah, but she's of- dumb because the implication is she's dumb because she's this fat, unattractive woman. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, what I mean. So she's that stereotype of fat yeah. and dumb is what she's doing. Like yeah. It's the whole character. And I don't quite get it. I mean, I do get it, but I don't get it. Like, I do get lowest common denominator, like, People who watch the Three Stooges and think it's hilarious when they just slap each other on the head, like that's yeah. the that's the level of comedy that makes them laugh. Oh, look at him! He hits him on the head. Oh, some a shelf fell and knocked him on the head. You know that we've seen those. And again, if you do it in a way that seems to make sense, and I that doesn't even sound right, but I can handle it. Hmm. But. But well, you know, we watch those Abbott and Costello movies where, like, it, the joke is often where mm-hmm. he kicks him in the ass. And yeah. And you're like, well, that's actually, <laughs> like, that would be the, if you were sitting back in the cinema in the day that movie came out, the whole audience would be outrageously laughing at him kicking him in the ass. That's it. That's the whole thing. Like, seven yeah. times during the movie. And this, I, I guess, that's what they're going for. Like, when she falls over, everybody's supposed to be laughing. But are they? Is the question. Well, a lot we're of in 2019. Will. Yeah, a lot of people will. Yeah. All right, so maybe we're just not the target audience. But so again, let's... I'm not prude. I don't have a problem with just being open about who you are, how you are. I mean, I, I'm not at all. Like, I can't hide the fact that I'm not skinny and I'm not afraid of pointing out all the life things that go along with that. But making it just blatantly the laziest joke you can possibly come up with doesn't add to a story. This is my problem with it. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the cast. Anne Hathaway is Josephine Chesterfield. I really like Anne Hathaway. I always have. This is not a finest moment, I have to say. (laughs) Um, Even, you know, she just goes, I think... because Rebel Wilson's pretty over the top, I think Anne Hathaway kind of got into that and went, like, too far. Because hers is supposed to be a bit more reserved or whatever, but it's just stupid in parts, especially that German doctor that she's doing. Actually, that was my favorite character she did. I mean, there was some funny scene. Oh, I have to admit that when they were trying to... When she was trying to prove that Rebel Wilson was not a blind person... That whole scene, yes. I actually enjoyed that. Thought that was funny, but it's very brief. <laughs> no, I didn't like anything she was doing. They were they were just stupid. There was like a British person she was doing in the train at the beginning, which was weird. You well, know, she always kept that accent. Remember? Yeah, she did. Which was never convincing to me, and I'm not British. So. No, it was just 
I don't know. She's just really over the top in this. She was over the top in Ocean's 8, but not quite to this level. Rebel Wilson plays Penny Rust. Get it? Penny Rust. Mm-hmm. Um, we've discussed her. We haven't seen her in much. You haven't seen her in much, even though you think you have. You haven't. <laughs> Apparently, she's a really good stand-up comedian. I could see that, personally, if she's just left to, like, tell jokes. I don't know. I'd have to hear what And not be jokes. physical, like, falling over on the stage. Yeah, I'd have to hear what the kind of jokes are. Um, but she's also, uh, most people in America know her from the Pitch Perfect series of movies, which is a singing competition type right. movies. And she's a good singer. So um, that's what most people know her from, I think. But we never watch those movies, so we can't comment. No. Ingrid Oliver plays Bridget Desjarsin. She's like the um, assistant to... Anne Hathaway, right? Well, she's a police officer who she's paid off and yeah. is having a relationship with so she can, can do her scams. It's, it's all part of the scam. Yeah. I, I like her. I like yeah. that she called her Captain Pantsuit. That was a funny yeah. line. Um, And she's just like in the background a lot. Yeah. And it's a bit physical sometimes. Nicole Nicholas Woodson played Albert. He was the like sadistic butler, I would well, call him. He was him. the Albert. Huh? If you think about it, he's just Albert. Like from Batman. Yeah, he is. Alfred from Batman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but that's Michael Caine, in the late, and Michael Caine was in Dirty okay, Rotten Scoundrels. Okay, you're bringing so. it around, yeah, bringing bring it, it around. around. Um, but yeah, he's like this butler who's like, ah, this, this rebel. He's sort of like, fuck you to the lady who's in, intruded herself, which is the yeah. rebel lady. When she's got a hand super glued to the wall, don't ask us how that happened, but it did. That was another bad gig. Oh my god, there are so many bad bits yeah, that were not good. funny. And I forget them because they're not fun. No. Well, I don't even understand that one. She's got a hand superglue to the wall, and then she asks Albert, have you got anything to get rid of superglue? He already had it in his hand, and then he put it just a bit too far away from her. And that's the joke that she's... And him doing that, revealing it and how he did it, kind of coy like that was yeah. funny. And then instantly it wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> it turned into like a her falling over joke again. I'll be honest. I'll be very, very honest with you. Don't be honest. There were times when, and this is going to make me sound like super nerd, I actually thought I could be upstairs working on my seed spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't have got to experience. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is that occurred to me. Particularly the times when I was coming up and down the stairs to go to the bathroom, because we paused a couple times, and I was like, wow, I could just go to my computer and have more fun working on a spreadsheet. Now, full disclosure, I love spreadsheets, and I love my gardening stuff, so I'm making a spreadsheet of gardening stuff, and that occurred to me. There there aren't many movies that I would be like wanting to jump ship. <laughs> well, what? It, what occurred to me in, during some scenes was, oh, I really like this new 4K player. It's got better contrast on the edges. <laughs> I did. I did. I was. You doing did that. get a new player, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at. I was looking at it, going, oh yeah, this. So, would you say this movie is made for people who watch movies on their phone, like while they're um, yeah, doing could, something else? It could work in that respect, yeah. Because you might look at it and get a funny gag out of it, and could it's work. very severe. Like, like it's on regular cable, and there's commercials every five minutes, and you just <laughs> you just see bits and pieces of and it. You're really drunk. Yeah. And you're oh, like, that oh, would. Pro- oh, you know what? That would help a lot if I was drinking. So it has potential. Um, and then finally, Alex Sharp plays Thomas Westerberg. He's the most 
Like, if I was going to cast somebody who was like a guy who made an app, you know? Like, the mm. guy who made an app and he made some money from it, it would be that guy. I was looking at his face going, oh, yeah, that's exactly the guy I think of, of the guy who made an app. Yeah, and the character he turned out to be, not so much. No, that, when he's dressed as the other guy at the end. Well, that's just a persona. That he's, persona, though, yeah. it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even like... Uh-huh, it is. You'd see through it in a second. This is directed by Chris Addison. He's famous for directing um, the TV show Veep on HBO. You know that one, right? I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, Julia... Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. And she's like the president... No, the president? She's a female president. Vice president, I think, is what Veep is. And then Fresh Off the Boat, which is a... I think it's an ABC sitcom. And you can kind of see that that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know, because it's pretty vanilla, this movie. It's not... It's not super offensive. It's, but you think if you made it more adult, it would be funnier. I don't. I don't see. I don't know. That, like that. See, like we just watched the one with Seth Rogen, long shot, and that was more adult. And a, f- a lot of the comedy came from it being adult. I think you know. Mm. If that was like a PG, that would have been really bland, and we would have been like, eh. you know. So maybe this could be helped, but then again, I don't know, because it'd still be the yeah, same people. Yeah, and it didn't have the most sophisticated story. I mean, you know, fish out of water and a pair that aren't meant to be together. Right. I mean, that's pretty basic stuff also. But there was some heart to it where I felt some things at certain points, and mm-hmm. there was some funny lines in it. You know? It was actually funny. Um, so this, So this director, it's very matter-of-fact, all the blocking and the camera positioning and everything nothing's fancy or artsy it's no but i think in this case the director loving what he was seeing in the moment on the set being entertained him his own personal self by these people who he obviously has a lot of respect for is what brought out a lot of the wackiness i think yeah well i also have to say the movie's supremely lit it's very nice it just looks really nice it looks like a million dollars, like you would say, but it, there's yeah. never a like shadowy... Million? How much did it cost? I think it cost 15 million. Well, but there's never like a like a shadowy sequence or a dark... It's just really like luxurious the entire time, which is what they were going for. If you look at the cover of this movie, it shows them both with a gold car behind them, like, you know. Mm. But then again, that doesn't really fit the actual movie. Like, because it's not like they're... Luxurious, you know, they're just in some hotel. They're not getting a gazillion dollars or anything. Um, so extras on the Blu ray, there are a few. There's Hitting the Mark, there's Comedy Class, Con Artists, and a feature commentary with the director. And that is your lot. Also, I want to say, um, you always get a digital copy with uh, Blu rays and 4Ks. And Universal have moved over from giving you the regular digital copy that everybody's been using for years that you can apply to i usually apply it to voodoo so i have a big catalog of movies in voodoo well universal have gone to this only on itunes coupon which i don't like do you like that no obviously not i mean why like the other coupon that you can get that like digital copies work this way you get a digital copy in a coat, and then you go to your favorite retailer, be it Voodoo or Movies Anywhere or wherever, and you redeem your code, and it puts it in your digital library. And then you can just watch all your movies whenever you want, if you can't get to the discs. Now, these new ones, 
you have to go to iTunes to redeem it. I don't even have an iTunes account, so I can't redeem it. I'm not starting one up just to redeem it. So if you're not an Apple person, you've not got an iPhone, <clears throat> you know, you're on Android, this digital copy is useless, and it doesn't mention it on the box. That's the thing that I... Um, mm. So I'm not into that. So someone made an exclusive deal. Yeah, they must have. And it seems to be just universal at the moment. They must have made a deal with Apple to say, hey, our, we'll send people to you to redeem their codes and perhaps they'll buy something else when they get there. That's probably how it works, right? Shysters. Mm. <clears throat> so so um, if you want to, even though we just shit on this movie a lot, <laughs> if you want to win a copy of The Hustle. I don't think of it as shitting on. I think of it as being honest. Yeah. I mean, this is our opinion. This might be your favorite movie of all Absolutely. time. Absolutely. We both didn't like, um, you know, the one. The Assignment. Yeah. Or Catwoman. Or... <laughs> Hot Pursuit. There's been a few. <laughs> but you yeah. might love Hot Pursuit. And it you might be your favorite. So, I mean, I can't account for your taste. So I tell you what, make up your own mind by going and entering our competition. <laughs> win yeah. a copy and tell us what you think of it. When Absolutely. You win. Um, thanks to Universal for sending us a copy. And uh, giving us a copy to give away. Next week's review will be the giant summer blockbuster, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is the sequel to Kong Skull Island, if you remember that one. Mm -hmm. We reviewed it last year. So, uh, it wasn't great. I really liked Kong Skull, Skull Island. I didn't particularly like... You remember the first Godzilla movie? Yeah. It was all dark all the time. You could barely see Godzilla. And we were like... Where's Godzilla? It's like dark. The power goes off in the city. And then you can barely see him. And we were like, is there something wrong with the Are you talking about Matthew Broderick? No, or I'm talk talking about the one with uh, Breaking Bad Guy in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the beginning of this trilogy. Okay. And this Godzilla King of the Monsters is the third one in that set. Okay. But that one with the dark Godzilla, which I would call it, you can't barely see him all the time. You're just wandering around. You're like, is that Godzilla or is that just nothing? Is that a mountain? Wasn't that fond of that, even though I liked the concept. Kong Skull Island was much better for me. I actually kind of liked how bizarre it was, and <laughs> it had that Vietnam kind of vibe to it, remember, with the helicopters and the Rolling Stones playing out of it and stuff. I don't and know some, why you think that made it good, but okay. I just liked the whole... I liked the vibe of it. I liked how it looked. The, the CG was really good, I thought, in that one, with the, with the massive Kong. That was a really big Kong. It was good. It needs yeah. to be big. That's the whole idea. Yeah, it was better than Peter Jackson's Kong. Oh, God, yeah. Because that one was didn't seem big enough to me, that Kong. I agree. This Kong was giant, like a Godzilla-sized sized Kong. So next week we'll get to see Godzilla King of the Monsters, and uh, hopefully we can see it, not like the first one. <laughs> Movie recommendations. I'm going on Anne Hathaway. Recently we saw Ocean's 8. I thought she was really fun in that, so I'm going for Ocean's 8. And my favorite conman type movie is Matchstick Men by Tony Scott. Mm, nice. Which is Nicolas Cage. It's really good. It's a really cool conman movie. I didn't see the con that is going on in it. I never saw it come in until they disclosed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was it tricked me. It's a really cool film, and it's not just a conman movie. It's like a relationship movie about between him and the young girl. Remember? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I bet you not a lot of people saw it. Yeah, I bet not. So Matchstick Men and Ocean's 8, yours are? Mine are not movies. You, that's, not, that's not in the rules of this? 
do we have rules? It says movie recommendations. Recommendations yeah. is all I'm going for here. Um, I am going for a couple of YouTube things. We watch a lot of YouTube. A lot of people probably do. And a lot of people think, ugh, YouTube. You know, can't find nothing on, can find nothing on there I would ever want to watch. Well, you and I watch a lot of YouTube. In fact, it fills the airs as we give, live our daily life, wouldn't you say? Yeah. You watch a guy who is in prison. You watch guys who can build computers. You watch a guy who rides bikes down hills, mostly computer things. Watch a guy who unboxes Amazon. Unboxes Amazon things. It's like (laughs) a... Instead of us having music playing all day, well, we usually will have a video on a device. Now, we're not sitting staring at the videos most of the time. You are absorbing what they're saying, especially computers. I do gardening, some photography. Um, other, uh, We watch Nora Lee, who's itchy boots, trapped driving around the world on her motorcycle, things like that. And I just think that, yes, it takes a little bit of effort to wheel, to get down to the ones that are quality for you. Yes, you have to weed through, what's it called? Like, you have to kiss a lot of frogs to get to your prince or princess. However, for gardening, I found Callie Kim, which is C-A-L-I-K-I-M, because she's in California and her name is Kim, is one of my favorites. I've learned some of the, well, Most of what I know, I believe, from her, and there's a couple others in there. Um, But it's fun to watch. I can listen to her. You know, if she puts out, like, in the beginning when you find somebody and they've got, like, a 100 videos and you're, like, and you like listening to their voice and you like what they're saying, you're like, yes! And then I can just watch her for hours, but I'm not really watching at a glance. She's like, now, if you're pruning your tomatoes, <laughs> you want to go down here and, oh, oh, look at this one. It's gorgeous. Like, yeah, I know. It's one of those things. If you don't like gardening, you don't care. But whatever you are into, you're going to find something, I would guess. And then my other one is Rare Seeds or Baker Creek. We happen to live in Missouri. Baker Creek Rare Seeds is in Missouri. It's one of the biggest... um gardening, heirloom, seed saver type, you know, holistic, not holistic, um, just natural place. You know, they're into homesteading and all that kind of stuff. And they have videos that will really teach you. You know, I don't have my grandmas around anymore. And when I ask my mom about planting, growing tomatoes, she goes, I don't know, just stick it in the ground. It'll grow. (laughs) That's sort of the extent of it. Or she'll say, I don't know. I've never grown a good tomato. So that's it. That's my knowledge from my heritage of people in my family. There's others who know more, but I'm like, okay, I'll go to here. And Rare Seeds, Baker Creek, Rare Seeds, they have really good educational videos. You Like, I just watched one today. It was about 10 minutes long about different kinds of garlic, how they grow, how they taste, when to grow them, when to plant them, all crammed into 10 minutes, and I really absorbed it. Not the garlic, but the information. (laughs) And I was like, wow, this is just now when I do, because I want to grow some garlic this winter. I have terms in my head. I have a technique in my head. I have understanding. Very rudimentary. Yes, I'm not a garlic expert after 10 minutes. However, it's amazing, isn't it, that you will go out and try to find out how to set up your, you know, Linux server for our Plex thing for our house, right? Yeah. We have a, a... file server for our house to watch our own movies and all that kind of stuff yeah and you had never ever done linux or unix before and you're like i'm making this machine that and then you just start watching videos and in a short amount of time and with quite a bit of effort on your part to like 
persistently dig out all the little bits and pieces, not just like slap something on top of it and go like, oh, look, I know Linux because that's not what you did. You figured it out. But that was your education. Like, sure. And even at my job now, they have us just watching. We don't do courses anymore. We do online classes that are all video-based, basically like TED Talks and YouTube videos of whatever the thing is that you're learning, networking or networking in a data center. So whatever the thing is that applies. And I think it's a really good resource. It's entertaining to me to learn stuff about spreadsheets. I know it is what it is. But I'm learning, it's entertaining, it's um, it's a resource, and I think that just boiling everything down to movies and TV, we've, we're moving on, you know? You'll be able to find something that you like, so I'm just recommending. Well, never team. stop liking movies, because that's something. Yeah, thing. movies are, <laughs> what would, well, movies like the, I don't know, they're all different classes of entertainment, aren't there? Yeah. That's just an, a non-immersive, or a fully immersive what would you say? Well, watching a movie. Yeah. 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 It's all I don't, imagination. I just don't do anything. I mean, I've always been like, you're watching a movie, you watch the movie. Yeah, you don't talk. Turn you don't the lights get, off, yeah. watch the movie. Yeah, you're completely yeah. immersed in the world and the story that they're trying to tell you. And maybe that's why we take it more seriously sometimes, because like, that's what we're in it for. Yeah, we don't, we don't sit. Like, you can, I can promise you, when we review a movie, like we just did The Hustle, we're not sat on our cell phones. No, half watching it. Even in that movie, you're just we're just we're just <laughs> absorbed in it, and that's why I think we're a little more sensitive to like if it's not a great story or it doesn't look great or the CGI is crappy, because we're all in. You are. I want you to take me to that place and that time with those people or those aliens or whatever it is, and spend two hours in that story, watching it, soaking it up, caring about the characters and all that. Whereas. A Callie Kim video, watching for a video, or you watching Seth ride down the hill on a bike, um, which is insane, because <laughs> I watch those two, utterly insane. But it teaches you there are things in the world you didn't even know existed, like the guy who opens Amazon pallets. Didn't even know that was a thing. Like, never even heard of that before. So, that's a whole other kind of, because those aren't fully immersive unless you're really learning something. Because I'll find if I'm trying to learn something technical i'm really staring at it i'm all in i feel like that's some are like that some are just sort of casual you know but i say i'm not advertising for youtube or anything i wish if google was a sponsor we'd you know i'd buy more seeds <laughs> <laughs> nice i'd go out and retire from my job and just buy more seeds and plant more stuff but um just give youtube a try on whatever your hobby is and there are other video format or video platforms for people who like things that cannot be on YouTube because I have a friend who's actually on one of them, <laughs> the more adult uh, side of things. But again, if that's your thing, that's your thing. So try, uh, try learning a little something from the YouTube world. Um, this week on A Scully Stuff, we uh, finally played Walking Dead, the final season. We was waiting for it all to be finished so we could go through Clementine's story to the end. And we did. And what happened? There was some crying. There was crying. There was some... Well, we're not spoiling it. No, there was some happiness. There was yep. some... Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was some pressing the X button really fast. Yep. Did you? Were you satisfied with the final season? I was. I just think it's a good game anyway. I don't play it. I watch. So yeah, to me... In fact, you've like see, watched the entire thing. Season one, season yeah. two, season three, season four, which is this one, and... Michonne 
and 400 days. Is that what it was called? 400 days? Michonne wasn't the 400 days one, was she? No, there was two. Two, yeah. two spinoffs, Michonne yeah. and the 400 And I've liked the whole, of, the whole of the world. Yeah, it's Telltale Games. Don't forget, I'm a zombie person, so I like the zombie uh, apocalyptic uh, story in general. Whatever it is, I want to explore it. Telltale are unfortunately no more. They actually went into liquidation. But here's the thing. That game, all those games, their world that they made was better than the show. It's, it is. I, I, I think it's the same world, but I think the characters are better. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be down to like that you're, I mean, you're not playing them, but we're still making choices along the way. Exactly. Like, um, I'll often say to you, what, what choice do you want for this? Like, you know, it might be, a, and you'll pick something. So you are shaping what's happening. Um, so I think that might be part of why you feel more invested in it. True. Um, and Telltale were really the only people who do that kind of gameplay. Anyway, uh, Clementine's my favorite Walking Dead character of the whole universe. I think they did an excellent job with it. And She's awesome. The final season's awesome also. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know where it was going. Did you? It was like, uh, there's um. a lot of... There was a lot of shocks. There was a lot of, oh, this is what we're doing. There was some cool flashbacks to the older games. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yep. They definitely make it very emotional during the during its time. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it, you know, people were saying, oh, the final season wasn't as good as the others. No, I think it all is a good, if you like the style and the gameplay. Yeah, if you're along because you truly... Like I said, people like us who were just in love with the character and all of the way that they made it, all the things that she had to go through, we're just in it to see it through. We're not there to criticize it or pick it apart or find the flaws. I mean, because there just are, there are see flaws, right? There are a bunch of flaws technically. Sure. Well, mm. technically, yeah, but I never care about that, but I'm not the one pushing the buttons. So yeah, yeah there were times you're like, I pushed that square. And I'm like, yeah, right. Sure you did. Oh. <laughs> Or like it takes too long to load something or, you know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, it's not. But that doesn't, for me, that doesn't take away from the story or the experience of caring about the people or like the innovative ways that are not innovative. But I mean, they explore things about a zombie apocalypse that we don't explore a lot. Yeah. You know. Like kid, like this last season. Yeah, kids, kids having yeah. to like make their way in a place and there defend are, themselves. There I are mean, no adults around. Yeah. Just kids. <laughs> Which hasn't been done, really, has it? We've not seen that. But um, Clementine's story, you know, it's fitting, and I thought it was really a good season. Unfortunately, we will never see any games like that. I mean, Telltale are gone. So we, <laughs> You're so sad. I'm not talking Telltale's about gone. seeing another Walking Dead game. I'm talking about seeing none of these games in this style. Like, they might have patented it, and other people can't do it. or you know, Because we played a bunch of them. We played Guardians of the Galaxy. We played... Um, the Wolf Among yeah, Us. Yeah, that was really good. I we, love that concept. Yeah, what else did we play? The I mean, Wolf- that one is really cool because it's like fairy tales are real and all the characters from all fairy tales we've ever heard, like Grimm's Tales and all that, are real. Yeah, Little Red Riding Hood. But they've been like outlawed and they have to live like secretly. Um, all of society knows they're there, but it's like when superheroes are, you know, like Incredibles where superheroing is like illegal. Yeah. And they have to hide, and it's kind of like a dark, seedy world that they live in, and it was really interesting. And we played the Game of Thrones one, which was kind of like a backstory of... Um, mm-hmm. That was good. They were all kind of good. If you like that style, and you like what the story they tell. Yeah. So, 
It's not like they all disappeared. You can go and buy like the whole Telltale catalogue for like very cheap. You know, because they've gone. You can like get all of it for like next to nothing. So if you've not experienced these games, you can do it that way. The other thing is, uh, it's the Disney D23 um, celebration this week. So Disney have been going crazy, releasing all kinds of stuff. And amongst all that stuff, which there's lots of, the Disney Plus channel is coming to on. Um, it's coming on app. It's an app. It'll be on your Roku. It'll be on your Apple TV. It'll be on all those things. It's uh, five ninety nine a month. Um, they're going to have all kinds of new shows. But the new show of note is a show called The Mandalorian, which <laughs> is directed by Mr. John Favreau, and it is the world's first live-action Star Wars television show. It's 10 episodes. It starts on November the 12th, I believe. And we saw the trailer. And, you know, I'm Star Wars not, so the trailer <laughs> was automatically... I was like, yep, I'm in. I watched that. I'm in. How did you feel about the uh, trailer? Looked not, good. It looks like there's another... It looks like a new Star Wars movie is coming, right? That's what it looks like. It looked like high quality. I was yeah. impressed. I mean, I was. it wasn't like... I was like, oh, you know, it's a Star Wars TV show. Will it look different from the movies? Will it be a bit cheaper? Will it it just look like a movie? It did. And what was my comment? How can this look so good and The Hobbit looked so shitty? Right. <laughs> so Disney spent a lot of money on this. And that's not what makes it good. No, we it's won't not. Know until but there's we some good it. talent in it too. Um also John Favreau. But the other big announcement is the second live-action Star Wars TV show, which will come after The Mandalorian, is a little thing called Kenobi. What do you think of that? Is it little? <laughs> well, Mr. You know, Ewan yeah. McGregor is reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nice. And it's a whole show about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> what is happening? Like, it's just amazing time to be into Star Wars. What's happening? They want to make a lot of money. Yeah, well, make as much money as you want. Keep, <laughs> keep giving me good Star Wars things. Don't give me, like, Solo. I, I wasn't that into that Solo, but... Yeah, but you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I will no. watch it again. Yeah. But um, give me, you know... I, I'm really... I really... Like, that is really enthralling to me, to see an Obi-Wan Kenobi series with, you know, to me, Alec Guinness is Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, you know, in the prequel, he's not, so can't bring Alec Guinness back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi anyway. So, uh, yeah, Disney D23, there's a bunch of other stuff, including Marvel are doing a She-Hulk live action in similar veins to this Star Wars, a She-Hulk TV show, which I'm into that too. Yeah, but you don't know. I always say you don't know till you see it because you thought Solo would be great too, and then you weren't as happy about it. So I mean, Marvel, you never know. Marvel, I kind of trust because I've liked everything that's come out of them. Everything. Um, and there's a bunch coming to this Disney streaming. There's um, Wonder and Vision that is coming. There is a, a Black Widow TV show. There, there's a bunch of Marvel stuff. So uh, this di I feel like this Disney streaming platform, which everybody, I remember when they started taking away their Disney stuff from Netflix and, and people were like, oh, you're crazy, Disney. You can't go off and make your own thing. Netflix are the kings. Well, they sound like they're really serious, Disney. And if anybody can do it, Disney can, right? Be mm. an incredible streaming service. You know, another thing that I was like, oh, Disney, I was thinking, mm, are Disney really greedy? But then today they announced... 
when you subscribe to Disney Plus, it's five ninety nine a month. Which to me, I was like, that's actually sounds like lit like low for what you get. You get a lot of stuff, but also um, Netflix charge extra for four K. Right? You know, you know that because you've seen it on the bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney have said uh, no. Four K streams are included in your five ninety nine. You don't have to pay extra. We've just got this one tier, and we also allow you to watch it on five screens at once. There's no extra. Like, uh, and I was like, wow, like, I know Disney probably don't need a ton of money, but they're just like, nah, Netflix, you're just, I think they're trying to make Netflix, you know, people look at Netflix yeah. and go, Netflix is too expensive because look at Disney, what they're doing over here. I'm impressed with that because it could be easy to be with Disney, with the, you know, you've got a new Star Wars TV show that everybody wants to see. It would be so easy for you to say, that's $20 a month, everybody. If you want your Star Wars. Right? It yeah, but be- we shouldn't set our standards where we're grateful to them for not doing that. They I, shouldn't do that. To I'm begin just with. super impressed that it's five ninety nine a month. It seems that seems the right price for a streaming service with Agree. stuff that you want, like because it literally has stuff. Me, it has a bunch of Marvel stuff and Star Wars. That seems worth it to me. You know, so that's coming in November, and I'm sure. Do you reckon it'll crash on day one because there's so many people wanting to see it? I don't know. I hope Disney have the servers already because that could be a disaster, couldn't it? If you everybody's watching Star Wars and it just dies. So uh, what's for dinner today? Tonight is going to be veggie. We're vegetarian. This is why I'm telling you what we're eating. And for many years now, one of my favorite foods for my whole entire life, as we've established already, I'm not a skinny person. So I like things with lots of carbohydrates and sugar and heft. Always loved my mom's homemade beans and weenies. That would have been hot dogs chopped up, cooked off in a skillet, and in another pan she would do onions, ketchup, mustard, brown sugar, cook that all up till it's all nice and like saucy. Add in pork and beans, cans of pork and beans, not pre-baked beans or other beans. Cook that all together. Probably add more ketchup. Cook it, cook it, cook it down. Mix in the chump up hot dogs and then bake it in the oven so the top got kind of all crusty and weird oh my god i could have eaten i probably did eat my weight and my mother was the indulgent type like oh honey if you're hungry eat some more so you know then we became vegetarian didn't become it like magic we chose to stop eating meat and i've just never found a hot dog veggie dog that was the right texture and flavor and everything and i bought some a couple weeks ago Light Life, I think is the brand. Earth Farms or something. And I think it's Light Life. Mm. And oh my goodness, the texture is perfect. Don't you agree? Yes. They are. Now, also. I liked the other ones too that you didn't. True. Also, I was raised on like cheap hot dogs. My mom didn't buy like the expensive all beef, whatever. So we had the combo ones. I was raised on hot dogs in a can in brine. (laughs) Yeah. So yours are like mushy, like what we call Vienna hot dogs. I kind of like Vienna wieners, you know. They're kind of like mushy. I liked those at the time as well. Um, I haven't found any substitute for those as a vegetarian. The funny thing is they probably didn't have any meat in them to begin with. But um, So now we're going to have what I've been making. We buy Bush's vegetarian beans, already the baked beans, and chop up these veggie dogs, cook them in the skillet, and it is absolutely satisfying, 100% divine. That's what we're having. All right, so what is your advice, and then we'll leave? 
it's not really advice. I just wanted to pass on a thing that you said earlier, which was really funny. <laughs> I was watching a video of a guy who was eating some honey because okay, so he, he had um, honey um, uh, beehives in his farm. And he was like dipping his finger right in the hive and like licking it and like, oh, it's, he's Australian. So he's like, oh, mate, you know, like that. Like he was just really getting off on it. And I hollered at you and I said, honey's just weird, right? Because it's just bee spit. I mean, that's what it is. That's it, true. We still eat honey. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that's what it is. Just like milk is like pussy reproductive liquid for another species to feed their young. And yet we indulge in lots of dairy products, right? So when you think of the reality of it, you're like, oh, right. And you said, yeah, just imagine. <laughs> imagine a big giant bee. Dipping into a big vat of like human spit and then yeah, licking exactly. it and then saying, mmm, delicious. And I'm like, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, just put that in your mind. Big giant bee, bunch of little tiny humans buzzing around its feet, spitting in a big pot and it licking it up and going, mmm, delicious. Mmm. <laughs> that is not advice in any way, shape, or form, but at least I've planted that in your head, which is hilarious. All right, so um, let's say that you can catch... Well, you know where you can catch this podcast if you listen to the beginning of the show. It's pretty much everywhere except Spotify because we haven't figured out how to get it on Spotify. If you We know. aren't even trying. You have not figured it out. I try and I get nowhere. I've emailed them. Please tell me how I do it. Somebody tell me that I have to have a certain host. I have to not use the host that I'm using. I have to use another host. And they can put it on Spotify, but I'm not doing that. Stupid. So, um, so you have figured out how you just refused to do. No, that's say. just like a rumor. Okay. In the Reddit Spotify thing. Okay. That only certain hosts get granted Spotify podcast. So, um, yeah, you can catch us everywhere. You can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Emails me aschoolacheschool.com if you have any feedback. Don't email Sid Talk. She really. She has nothing to do with any of you. Man, but you can look at my Instagram if you like looking at pictures of plants. And stay classy, um, Rebel Wilson and <laughs> Anne Hathaway. And uh, just be, be a bit funnier next time. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs>